0: Shelter, got so many lizards on the roof here. From Kejucon the first annual event, which was hosted in twenty twenty three of the summer. Got Jake Heat here. Welcome. How's it going?
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Anytime. Uh, we love interviewing convention people, artwork people, geeky people. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, we we fit most. We check most of those boxes. Um, so yep. I think we're in the right place.
0: hell <laughs> I was indicated about this uh, mm-hmm. by. Uh, Monster movie fun time goes precious D. He had... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Dom, okay, I know. Yeah. we actually
1: actually met him in person at uh at G Fest at Godzilla Fest in Chicago this year.
0: Uh, there you go. And yeah, we were doing a special. he alerted me to this. I couldn't go this weekend, but I was just like, hey, I still want to at least know these guys' story. Why cool. they chose out of all their geeky favorites to <laughs> have this be the theme of the convention and yeah. just what kept them striving for it and. Uh where were you so first off, uh, where did it all begin before we get to the end of the tunnel here?
1: Oh yeah, you know, I mean it's I wish there was a a really crazy cool story, but um <laughs> it's I I mean it's cool to us, but maybe not to everybody else. But um, so it's myself and, and a guy named Chaz Foreman, who's also based in the Dallas Fort Worth area. He's a toy designer, a toy maker, um, and just a, a brilliant artist. And him and I met at a toy show. Um, so mm-hmm. I was so one of my other Hobbies within this greater kind of kaiju Godzilla monster landscape are the designer toys and vinyl toys, Sofubi, um, all these Japanese toys. And so I, for the last two years, I've been selling as Toku Toy Town and I was boothing at a convention in, in Plano. And this guy walks up and he starts showing me these toys he's designing. I'm like, I think we're like best friends now. And eventually, you That's know, awesome. uh, a few a few happy hours and both of our wives were sitting there like rolling their eyes but uh we uh, we were at a you man <laughs> i know right um and we were at a uh, at uh just having drinks and chaz was like we were talking about how there's these great uh Godzilla conventions in these other parts of the city or excuse me other parts of the country and there's not really a, a real big haven for designer vinyl toys and kaiju toys really like you can you know like you think of theater you think of new york and chicago you know but wh- yeah. where do you think of designer toys um and so we started talking we're like why can't dallas fort worth be one of those places and you know i i had great wonderful right? experiences when i was selling uh, at Tokyo toy town in in the dallas to- uh, toy shows and so it kind of came from there it was like hey well let's let's start Thinking about this and what would it look like? Is it a convention? Is it a one-day event? (laughs) You know, all that good stuff. And, And we've eventually arrived at this. The kaiju fandom is really supported by three pillars. The love of the movies, the films, the love of the toys, and then the love of the art. And so we wanted to create an event that embraces and talks about all three of those elements in kind of a bite-sized one-day event where you don't have to plan your week out you don't have to take a week off to go to san diego for comic-con or chicago for g-fest you can enjoy it and we really wanted to cater to dfw and so that's Man. kind of the the crux of it
0: you blew me the fuck away with that <laughs> 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 uh, breakdown but that that i'm not sure what's better just the passion or the electric like energy i'm you're channeling from yourself to me oh nice (laughs) that (laughs) i love it uh so uh for those who want to start a panel uh what are some do's and don'ts that you recommend for anyone starting that up
1: well you know it there's not there's not a blueprint right i mean there's every con every kind of the the elements within every con are so different i think it's really just come up with a and I'm going to use the term business plan. It doesn't have to be as formal as if, you know, you were creating, you know, uh-huh. your own manufacturing company or anything, but have like <laughs> an idea of like, what, what is the reason you're doing this? And if you can articulate that and kind of build around that, I think it's great. And then it's understanding the costs in that, hey, mm. I, I don't, when we built it and, you know, this is not too much inside baseball or anything, but, you know, we're looking at this, especially such of a niche of a niche type uh, fandom, right? You're not gonna run one of these and you know have the next Comic Con on your hands, right? You have yeah. to understand that like it's gonna take a few times Don't expect and what those it... numbers. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know, and maybe and when you go back to really what you want out of it, maybe that's not the ultimate goal anyway. Maybe like us, right? like we want to foster a more like intimate environment where it's not take get in line, take a picture, get out of line. It's hey, I want to have a conversation with this artist or this uh toy designer. You can do that, right? In a cool Absolutely. environment. So, um, so I would say really just understand like what that that end goal is. Like, am I doing this to become my job? Am I doing this to, to foster a community that's given so much to us? We want to give it back. Um, or is it like I've seen so many other conventions and uh, uh, gatherings, and I just don't feel they're doing it the way I want to do it. And I really want to get that vision out there, whatever that is. Make sure you stay focused on that, and then of course, always be ready to evolve as as, as things change. I mean even in the early plannings of Kaiju Go, it was, at one time, it was a, just like a, a designer toy, Kaiju-centric trunk show. One day it was a film festival of like four days, and then eventually we landed to where we were at. And uh, it's just really just, you know, like have an idea, and then once you're committed to it, like be flexible, but like really stay focused on that initial, like what is the reason you're doing this and what your end goal is.
0: That's lovely though. And yeah, again, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and uh, did you start off like many Americans, where you saw Godzilla as the various movies on the mm-hmm. you know two a.m. antenna <laughs> channel movie, or did you yeah. do you always check them out at video stores? Did you just oh, have a yeah. family in general growing up?
1: Yeah, you mm. know it was. Um, so I like a lot of us um, that if you talk to a lot of people at Godzilla, it seems like this is kind of a common thread. Is uh, is we all group as kind of like dinosaur kids, right? We love dinosaurs, and so. Growing up, I love that. But then on the other side of, like, my interest, my mom was really big into a lot of the Ray Harryhausen movies. And so I had the oh, monsters from Sinbad cool and, <laughs> and the you know, Jason of the Argonauts. Don't tell her that. But, um, yeah, And then uh, and so – and one day, I mean, I was, like, six or seven years old, and my babysitter was, like, you know, like, hey, kid, you like dinosaurs? You know, here, watch this. And it was Destroy All Monsters. And I was just, like, yes, please, yes. And then, like, the rest, literally, like, I just – I never stopped loving – Godzilla and and just kind of kaiju in general from that day back in 1980 something or another um but um you know I would say my personal love and fandom has has morphed and evolved like where it was more into toys at one point or into the uh, the great artists that are part of the community and then you know but the, but it always goes back to me it always goes back to the films um because that was the the impetus of of my love but yeah it was it was just kind of like I was kind of born a nerd, always a nerd and um and geek and I love that type of stuff and mm-hmm. Godzilla just was kind of the the perfect mix of fantasy and science fiction and paleontology and just fun action movie everything in one and to a 6 or 7 year old it just was it just didn't get any better. Um Absolutely. and yeah, and like I said I still I still watch a lot of those old Showa era films like with that same just like happiness. I mean it just it just truly like it is a comfort food in cinematic form and it's just so great
0: i uh, that's dynamite and yeah yeah no i i do feel like conventions especially here could definitely get a, a bit of a reflex because like i went to a 2018 uh texas fright yeah it's a reasonable guess but the seating the vip section from the yeah. regular not my style i did not care for that parking was great but there was a lot <laughs> of guests who were on the ballot that well weren't on the ballot that were there i'm like uh, i didn't see ron perlman anywhere here is he a surprise speaker yeah. what's going on here and uh-huh. so it was overwhelming and the prices it did get it also just got to that day where i was like i like these guys they're not each worth 40 bucks so yeah how do you gauge i guess like the pricing the arrangement yeah. where to seat up yeah, you know, it's interesting. So
1: how how we started, and once again, like going back to those initial conversations, we knew that one of the things we didn't like was basically a lot of the stuff you just said. Like we wanted a, a, a less of a convention, more of an event, right? Because we wanted, um, and I don't want to use words like exclusive because it's not exclusive, but we wanted a smaller gathering, right? So we wanted kind of like less, we had less people there uh, because the size of the venue, but those people can do a lot more for a lot less. And they can really start building these, this community of, of Kaiju specific stuff. And so how we did was like, look, we wanted, the films were important. So we wanted a cool venue that can show films and in this area yeah, in this area, you know, in Dallas and your in your uh, neck of the woods, you have the Texas Theater, you have some of these really cool theaters. In Fort Worth, we the one that we chose was the uh the old Isis Theater, the downtown town of the ISIS Theater. The government which,
0: assassins. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which um which uh started in like 1914. It's you know, it's a has uh it's a cool venue, single screen theater. It really has a vibe of like the Egyptian theater in LA. Um, and then you have it has two bars in it. It is just a really cool place and the upstairs has a speakeasy that you can, you could put the the gallery of the vendors up there and so we said okay well this is where we want to do this it has the right vibe it has the right feel it doesn't hold that many right this is a capped like we don't have uh like you know we'll probably max out a little over 500 people like because that's this where we're capping it at because that's how many the venue holds and because we didn't know we didn't know really what the interest would be because it is very specific you know kaiju focus but as far as the pricing we didn't want to do like it's gonna, you know, you're gonna to have to pay this for this autograph and this for this VIP. There's one ticket. That one ticket, it's was well, twenty five dollars. Now it's thirty. The early bird's over, and that gets you access to the two films that we're playing. It gets that's you great. access to the interview with the uh, the special guest. It gets you access to the galleries and all the bars. Now, obviously, the toys and if you buy prints and you buy cocktails and stuff, of course, that's <laughs> extra. But there's no extra, there's, baby. Yeah, I know, but there's nothing, and we want everybody. you to buy lots of those, please. We want to make our vendors happy and and the the bartenders. Totally. happy. but um, but there's nothing else. There's nothing else there. Um, as far as from a cost standpoint, so it's pretty straightforward, and we just want you to focus on being there, watching some cool movies, uh, talking to some cool people, buying some cool toys, and just having a good time.
0: Sweet, 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 yeah. sweet. Yeah. And uh, how did you get access uh, to these movies and? how are you able to get in contact with the respective distributors and say, Hey, we want to sponsor yeah. screening.
1: You know, it's one of those things like, and it's not like, it's so funny. It's not like a really known, like that you have to do that. But like, once you figure out you have to, it's a pretty easy process. So yeah. like anytime that as your, your listeners probably know, obviously being such, you know, cinephiles, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are like,
0: Thank you. Have put,
1: <laughs> have put on, that have put on like their events and everything. Like, you know, if you show a movie on your front yard, you know, you technically have to get public performance rights for it. Right. So um, if, you know, if people out in the public can see it, whether it's free or not. And so we uh, most movies go through about two different distributors from uh, their public performance rights. But some of the Toho films, uh, specifically, a lot of the show ones do not. They don't go through the normal channels. So. Luckily, the great people at Janus Films that did the big release, all the ones that you see like on um, HBO Max that are streaming um, that did a lot of those. um, Yeah, 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 the great re-releases. They actually also control the public's public performance rights for some of those films. So um, uh, that was who who we went through to negotiate the contract and pay the, the fees and everything for that. I do know some Godzilla films. You do have to go through like a Swank motion picture, or I forget what the other one is, maybe Criterion or whatever. Um,
0: and then there yeah, are some films, yeah.
1: and there are some films that that w- unfortunately Godzilla films, specifically Godzilla versus Biollante and Return of Godzilla uh, or Godzilla 1985. They nobody knows who has the public performance rights for them. It's not Swank. It's not Criterion. It's not, not Janus. Toho. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I
0: Toho is like the main parent company, yeah. but they're not the international distributor. Yeah, so. And tricky. and they
1: don't answer anything either. That's they're not very responsive. That's I tried. A shame.
0: Uh, I'm sure Universal is like the main one behind the original Godzilla versus Kong. So
1: and, and they actually Janice has the rights to that too now. Oh okay. so they can they can do public's performance. I don't know what else they can do with that one. Um, but the weird one is so I, I really wanted to show for a future kaiju go, Godzilla versus Bailante, we had some plans for it. And I mean, I reached out to the la- I looked to find the last time I saw it shown in the U.S. at a theater. And it was in L.A. like she's like seven or eight years ago, uh, maybe even longer. And they're like, we worked with Miramax at the
0: time. I
1: was like, I was like, well, so now you know, that's uh,
0: Lightning Company, which also <laughs> yeah. is like yeah. an investor based here. No, yeah. so.
1: So maybe maybe it's it's, I'm, I'm I'm in the midst of a wild goose chase on that one. So uh but that is one that is a little a little trickier and um uh, but it, it was a super easy process. They've been wonderful to work with. Um and yeah, and so that was that was kind of of all the things with the con and with the event. That's kind of the easiest thing so far, which is awesome.
0: Wait. Yeah. So for any entertainers or other people who already got a day job and they're doing this outside for side income or side fun. Uh how do you recommend they organize their timeline?
1: Oh man, you know I've always um, I've loved uh, since the day I got out of college. I've loved my my day gig. It's been wonderful, but like
0: I need that I'm, s- sustainability.
1: Oh yeah, and, and 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 I truly do enjoy. it. Like if I even if one of these hobbies blew up and I could do it full time, it would be a hard decision right because i really do love it but i've also you know my parents always told me hey it's okay to have a ton of hobbies but if you can monetize <laughs> them it's even better um mm-hmm. so before, before i got into any of the kaiju stuff as far as like the hobbies turning into something we monetize um i wrote a lot of books and i luckily had a few published and i uh and that was a side hustle that turned into a little bit more than a side hustle for, for quite some time <laughs> and then from there I met some some guys. Um, they did some ad reads for me for my book, and I became good friends with them. They own a very successful podcasting network. and I did podcasting with one oh, of them about who, about. Who are Ky- you guys? um the yes, have some network, Yes, yes have some, have they some. Do, yeah, they do a YHS podcast, which is very ghostbusters pop culture centric. and they um their biggest property is Toy Anxiety, which is a toy collecting YouTube show. Um, and then they, they branched off and did YHS on monster Island. And I was one of the, or I am one of the hosts of that. And from that, it got me some contacts with people, you know, in Japan and stuff. And I started the toy stuff from that. And then from the toy stuff, obviously I met Chaz, uh, from a toy show and we got the Kaiju Go stuff going on. So it was, uh, it's been crazy, but going back to your question about managing time. It's, it's the hardest thing. It really is. You know, I have, I have two young kids. I have a, uh. A wonderful like family and and all that and it's just hard to have enough hours in the day. So I'm Uh pretty I'm pretty rigid that, you know, like what days I can and nights after the kids go to bed I can associate and use for for Toku Toy Town, for Kaiju Go, for YHS on Monster Island. And um and you know, there's always times when you know maybe it's a slower day at work. I might sneak a few things in there. Um but that's the best way to do it. Um and you know, be patient. You don't have to like write the novel in a day. You don't have to build the company in, in a day. Um, if you love it, it's a hobby and it's gonna Unless be there. Godzilla,
0: yeah, exactly. You I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you
1: can uh but you can pace yourself and get it done. Cause like I said, if it's truly born from a hobby, you're gonna be doing it anyway. And right? so it's uh you don't need the extra however much money you're going to make right then. Um, but if you need it to make money to survive, that's a whole different animal. This is all as a side hustle. Um, so I've just been patient. I think that's been my biggest. Um, Patience that's is hard.
0: Biggest...
1: It's very hard. It's very, very, very hard. Um, but it, believe me, at the end of the day, like you'll be so glad you did because most people don't get burnt out when they can do it a small bits at a time uh, and then right? build the empire that way. Yeah.
0: Also, oh, this not only just, again, everything you've said before is mm-hmm. just illustrative of healthy geek culture yeah i get so sick of just seeing other people doing disses in the same facebook groups <laughs> getting hot takes. oh it'll it'll ruin Twitter's your day varied. man <laughs> yeah, it really will well, and yeah. it and it's not even over just hey we don't agree or anything now it's just like how we get here yeah
1: well i mean you know every fan is sucks. I know. And and every fandom has it. So it's not like one is better yes. than the other. It's, it's all different. Um, In Godzilla, the, the biggest, I would say Anywhere, that. Anywhere.
0: There's going to be toxic oh. Ghostbusters fans. There's going to be oh, Halloween yes. fans who just want to just argue. There's going to be Star Wars fans who aren't even talking about the movies but just want to oh, talk no. shit about how a lightsaber looks. And you're just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and half the time it is clickbait. Another time it's people just legit want to get a reaction. It's like... I, no. How why do i even want to interact with this kind of behavior like yeah i just want to promote the show and do a good job and talk to cool people around the world and when you get just these anger-fueled arguments that really don't signify much of anything it's like at the end of the day it's it's not only just frustration but it's confusion mixed with like i i hope i never meet you again
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's sad but it's true it's and then you get in that whole like a social media during elections echo chambers where like Uh. you know and then i mean and and in godzilla world like the big i would say the biggest like i don't i don't even want to say like global argument is really like obviously with the new legendary monsterverse films and you have this Mm -hmm. the the people that oh i can't stand it and the people like it you know i'm i i'm in the of the camp of I don't care if it's your favorite or your least favorite. It's been great for the franchise because it's more eyeballs and more eyeballs is good. Um, And uh, and we're getting so much great content. That's how I do
0: with Star Trek where I'm like, yeah. hey, that's OK. You don't like these new movies. That's fine. It brought you back the track you do want to see. So just 100 percent. I mean, we 100 percent.
1: And, uh, you know, I mean, if if Godzilla Burst-
0: fans who don't realize it's a metaphor for nuclear warfare yeah. and mother nature. It totally depends when they came you into the series. Just think it's a yet. dumb, campy monster yeah. movie, and it's like, well, you just yeah. fired off even more rockets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and don't even get me started on the toy collecting side of it because it's even, it's even. Uh, I was in
0: a Facebook group crazy. where they were like, "What do you mean by the Jurassic Park references?" I'm like, "I mean exactly that in the American movies. There's yeah. clear shots stolen from Jurassic Park." Oh. oh yeah. No, no, yeah it's yeah. a reference to this and that okay then you clearly haven't seen jurassic park my friend
1: <laughs> i love jurassic park but um anyway yeah,
0: no i'm not a fast <laughs> thing either i just
1: know like, it's so good and some uh, people
0: they don't get references and they just assume people are being dumb drawing endless comparisons it's like no that did you yeah. listen to the commentary
1: yeah yeah oh 100 um you know, and it's funny. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned like the original, you know, Godzilla and what it means because I think a lot of my
0: why is he on screen for most of the movie? Uh, yes, yeah. it was suspense driven franchise oh, yeah. before it became an action sci fi horror oh, franchise.
1: I mean the the 1954 Godzilla, it's it's in its own league. It is it is truly like it is a great piece of cinema. It's an important film, and Very you know, important and uh, and I think like when people watch it, and I always and I always love showing that film to somebody for the first time in the scene where um where the mom is clutching her children as the building is falling on her and she's about to die with her two young kids and Mm -hmm. is like we're gonna see dad soon you know like i mean it is a heavy movie and it is like you don't you don't associate with the godzilla but then you know if you're back in 1954 you know a decade after you know one of the most horrific things ever Mm -hmm. happened to that nation like it is it is powerful, deep, heavy stuff. And, and I always say, like, when people say, What are your favorite Godzilla movies? I go, I can't talk about 54 because it might be the best film. It's also has probably the least rewatchability because it is like you, it gets you in a mood, right? Like, you don't want to, you don't always want to go into the day being that depressed. Oh, but totally. um, It is a, it is a, some of these you might only film. watch
0: every decade or yeah, maybe just yeah. once in a blue moon or just the clips. Now that you know the movie, you want to see the yeah. highlights. You know, it's yeah. like a Tony Jaw movie is like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that I now, I now I just want to see Mecha Godzilla's intro again with that funky 70s music, you know.
1: Great. I mean,
0: yes, <laughs> one of the best entrances, <laughs> one
1: of the best entrances of any kaiju or mech or any monster ever done was the uh, was Mecha Godzilla's entrance. Oh my gosh, so great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and everybody, it Sounds you know, like a chef movie. I know everybody complained that you know, Akira like Ifakubi didn't do the uh, um, uh, didn't do the, the music for the score for that one, and was like it has some of the best the best music of any of the films it's you know it's great right um but yeah so i fandoms are gonna fandom <laughs> but so the good you know it. it's always find find the good people find the good people and find your uh find your uh folks that will continue to lift it up i mean it's and, the
0: same as cosplay if someone's yeah. farting in your general direction then go where the stink isn't you know
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. It, it's so easy to say i know sometimes it gets hard because we want it. Some of us just Absolutely. are natural a natural inclination is to defend right I want to defend no, no, you're talking you know I'm I love this thing. I spent so many hours of my time and money supporting this franchise, supporting this <laughs> whatever. how dare you say that but like mm-hmm. it's sometimes like you know what there's that one person being a total ass over there, but there's 700 over here that are wonderful like go go over there, you know, and it's
0: fine find, find the helpers then, <laughs> Do you ever listen to who would win? I don't know fun podcast between fictional characters and they have a fun back and forth just rapport is like just bashing each other i right, <laughs> second you're using the alternate universe or one shot <laughs> version of that character that is not a feat but yeah you're using a feat used by that same actor who played that other character you know as he, <laughs> they, be, they do little sneaky things and then every once in a while like but i love how james the main host he realizes people want to feel validated so he always just at the end of the day, like he'll react to fans reacting to the episode the next day. And he's just mm. like, uh, so uh, why do you think that? Or yes, you're right. And they'll always, they'll be confused. You're like, I, do you, did you read what I just said? And he's like, yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> I love, what a great concept. I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, they, they really are lovely. I, I love how they're already in like season five and they've been doing this for a while. And it really did right itself. And mm. a lot of the, v- famous voice actors and other podcasters are often the guest judge and so <laughs> it's even funnier because that then it becomes a matter of uh they have t-shirt merchandise and everything it's like who's going to do a jedi mind trick on the judge here? <laughs> <laughs> i love it absolutely so yeah uh have you ever thought of doing any other podcasts or radio before you even got into this
1: No. uh, Well, I mean, I take that back. This was I did do one podcast for about a year um, that that it was it was a very fun podcast. It was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I really kind of just helped host uh, for one of my friends who is a really brilliant in the in the world of professional wrestling, which I don't know a ton about, at least nothing after like 1989. Um, And but we did a uh, we did a podcast for a bit. And unfortunately, uh, he couldn't continue on with that. And then about that time, I got on with the uh, the Yes, Have Some crew to do yhs on monster island and we've been going now for over two years um and it's been great we're about uh, about every other week we drop a a podcast and it's a it's a fun like you know it's one of those things it's not thematically there's not a formula it's just kind of like we talk about what toys we bought what shows we've been watching and maybe there's a main topic if there's big news (laughs) that comes out or if like Hey, we both watched, you know, insert movie. Maybe we haven't seen in a couple decades, right? Or at all in some cases, and uh, and we'll just chat about that. But it's very kind of like we view our audience as just a fly on the wall for our conversations, and it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's nothing, anything more or less than that. And uh, but we we love it, and it's been a great, um, it's been a great experience. Got to meet a lot of really cool people and fans and stuff. And I was at G Fest. Uh, doing the toy stuff and uh we had a whole family coming came in their Y chest on Monster Island shirts uh and I was like oh that's like that that makes that, like warms your heart you know it's like okay hey first off yay people are listening and a whole family uh which I was <laughs> like I don't know if your kids should be listening to this we we don't it's it's a you know we have an E on the explicit rating for a reason but right. um We're not PG uh, I know but uh it was great and like
0: podcast you know, is yeah. kind of that gray area where it's kind of like yeah. a talk show but it's not necessarily explicit but at the same time yeah. it's like it can Be like a YouTube video where it's like, okay, it's not for kids, but it's out there, yeah, it's out there, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, we've
1: been doing that, and <laughs> and other than that, like, I i love doing uh, going on other podcasts and other YouTube shows and chatting, and I've done that a few time, but... by the way. Oh, thank you, uh, but uh, and and you know, I was on Dom's podcast not too long ago, um, the movie Monster Fun Time Go podcast, um, which is. Hard to say when you're actually talking about it, but uh, it's uh, he does also have great theme music. But uh, there's some really good kaiju podcasts out there, and uh, and luckily I've been able to meet most of them at Godzilla Fest or other conventions or just you know just chatting uh, and stuff online. And there's some there's some good ones out there. Sweet, I say that shockingly, like I'm shocked there is no there are some good ones out there. I promise.
0: <laughs> no, that's great, and I see so many people who take forever to kind of just find out more about themselves and it's just sad when uh it just feels like uh just it's taking a while and uh to just find your voice and oh yeah uh but uh, i applaud anyone who's just willing to go the extra mile and just really come up with a cool formula
1: yeah and i i love i mean there's definitely trial and error um but you can call it trial and error you could call it just you know evolving and and finding your voice and all that good stuff. And, you know, the main thing is like, it it should be fun. Right. Like, and I Mm -hmm. think that, um, I think that's why, you know, we've been able to go so strong and consistent at, at, on monster Island is just because my co-host Jake and I, like, we would have these conversations every Wednesday night anyway. Like it's truly like, I know it's kind of cliche now, like we're just really hitting record. Um, And we (laughs) might, and, and we don't normally start our conversations with, Hey, I'm Jacob Walsh, and This is my co-host Jakey. Like, we don't start that way. But other than that, like after that moment, it is truly like like, hey boy, what'd you pick up? Dude? Yeah, I, I picked up these toys. You know, like that's really it. What like, do I gotta uh, do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty authentic, as authentic as, as one as at least uh, as I hope it comes across as authentic as, as it really is. But um it's uh it's super fun. But yeah, I mean you never know. I mean, I have to have some more hours in the day, I think, but uh, especially if kaiju go is going to be as successful as we hope it is. um, Then I don't know if I'll have time to do anything else.
0: (laughs) Too much altogether.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. It's the right amount right now. It's the right amount.
0: That's good. (laughs) Altogether, uh, it's also just an eye opener when you see people just uh, reminding each other, hey, we got into this because of this topic, because of this interest. Yeah. Uh, but uh where where do you think it truly begins when you realize I am a fan and I'm a fan for life?
1: Yeah. That's a deep question, man. That that is what <laughs> that, that is yeah, that is really uh, I don't know. Um I'm sure every personal journey is a little bit different. Um, but I you know, I, I don't know. And and also it's like Fan for life. I mean, you know, it sometimes I, I think at some point in my life I probably said, Oh, I'm totally a fan of Star Trek for Life, or I'm totally a fan of insert property here for life. And you know, eight years later, like it's yeah, I'll watch something maybe every once in a while. But um, so I I don't know. Um I think if it if it motivates you to do a lot of um a lot of things, maybe either outside your comfort zone or just like that you normally wouldn't do, and that could be things like going to conventions, you know, spending a lot of your hard-earned disposable income to fly to these places to meet people that also are like-minded and like that interest. Um, that it gets you to start, you know, events or toy stores or whatever it might be. I think, like, I think I would call that close enough to like your fan for life. And where mm-hmm. did it? Be- I-, I don't know if there is a point where it's like. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan for life. I just think it evolves over time. Um, and I don't know if there is a a moment that I can say, like, at least in my personal journey, like, yes, at this moment, I am now a person that is going to start a toy store related to Kaiju toys. Um, it just kind of happens. And, uh, and but that foundation's. I mean, literally, I guess from 1987, probably I've loved this one particular fandom. And it just evolved, you know, um, I don't know if there was that that kind of big time moment.
0: Also there you go. It all blended together and you didn't have to think twice about yeah. I'm joining the community.
1: Yeah, you that's a great point. Yeah, th- there isn't a there isn't a uh, you know, where I'm just kind of out of body community.
0: Like, if there Yeah, is yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's truly just like it just kind of happened. It's just uh, you know, and um I can't tell you how many like wonderful, like true friends you I've met in, in this community in particular. And I and I know other people do the same thing, and I think that's really when it kind of you become a fan for life is when like you surround yourself with so many people that are equally as passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like they'll they won't let you not be as passionate as them. And I think that is really uh is for me is like really been a, a big part of it. But yeah, I never felt like I was, you know, filling out a form to say, yes, I want to be part of the kaiju fandom now. I and want to be
0: part in... <laughs> of this, and if not, this sucks. No, exactly, exactly. Uh
1: no, no, I, I definitely never felt like that, which um you know, I know good. some fandoms, some fandoms do have a little bit of that gatekeeping, you know, make sure you have the forms in order and signed in triplicate and you know and faxed in before you're allowed to be a fan. So, um I don't feel that uh this one has has done that at least.
0: That's great. And yeah. uh were you impressed with the turnout?
1: So, um for the the that we have coming up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the the ticket sales have been really really solid. Um like to the point where we're pretty close to hitting our max. Um and I, and I didn't want that. I wanted there to be some, I mean, I want that to happen. But I also, I also yeah, I would really like some walk-up uh, stuff as well. And um, just because I want, I don't know, I just don't want, I don't want to tell people no on our first event, but I might have to. Uh, but yeah, so we, our expectations were, were not um, that we were going to sell out or anything like that. And it was really like we wanted to show proof of concept that this is what we can bring. And then we can shop it around to other venues to say, hey, like, work with us here because here's what we did in our very first show what can, you know can you imagine what we can do with our second show and also to the guests right like the guests that we're bringing in uh you know they probably like we are out kicking our coverage for a first event that we could have had three people at it right and so right i so like we wanted to make sure like we knew how to get those guys we had to take some of the risk away from them so we're bringing in some some really great artists um to help out from that standpoint and you know moving forward you know Hopefully that when the artist comes in, they'll know, OK, hey, they did X amount of people. The vibe was this. This is how much I can charge. OK, yes, I would love to be a guest at your show. Um, And uh, and that's kind of the the thought process. And that's why this show, it's more about a wonderful experience with a good crowd, an amazing opportunity for people to just like, they, I want this to be something like, I cannot wait until the next one um and then we'll continue to grow from there as opposed to I need people because I need each person equals ten dollars or twenty dollars <laughs> it's that's not it this was really like nope you know, we're, we're gonna do some stuff on this that really shows like this is what we can do and how we're gonna treat the guests and you know if there was 20 people that showed up we were gonna make sure those 20 people had the greatest time of in they've ever had uh but luckily it's gonna be a few more than that so um that's so yeah true. so that's yeah so we're been above expectations
0: man yeah nothing but positivity baby
1: <laughs> hey, hey talk to me on the 27th the day after uh it might be different but right now i mean no, no reason to be you know, no reason to be negative even then,
0: <laughs> dude i mean it, i think people uh when sonic the hedgehog first came out i wasn't going to the theater much COVID mm-hmm. was increasingly bad and uh, but i went there to go to the drive-ins and sport mm-hmm. that and it was packed Yeah. Uh, we saw people coming out of other showings, too, and so I, I thought that was cool because people were kind of still desiring just alternate things. It's like, if you're not impressed with stuff now? Okay, well, yeah. it's not for you, but if you want to go to an anniversary screening of your favorite John Hughes comedy or John Carpenter monster yeah. movie or some other just yeah. 50s sci-fi B-picture, that'd be perfect. So yeah
1: well I mean I think I think also one other cool aspect that we've really leaned into and and one of the main reasons we chose these two films, we wanted to go like show a period the older films from the 60s and 70s because a lot of us in the fandom even you know even my age, which you know, I'm no spring chicken, like <laughs> I never had the opportunity to see these on the big screen, right no. and and there's, you know, in, in growing up in, in Dallas Fort Worth, yeah, there might have been some every now and then a showing of a Godzilla film, but a lot of times it was 54, or they would play more of the more modern, like the Millennium series, or maybe sometimes you'd get a Heisei series, or, you know, it would be the Shin Godzilla and the, the really recent and stuff. And I did
0: always wonder which prints they were using, because it makes a difference. Yeah. like, are you using 100%. a DVD on a projector, or is it a Blu-ray? Some people are. Yeah, and some like people do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um we are using the digital cinema package from Janice Uh they in, in in Japanese with English subtitle. Uh it's the it's a pretty good kind of uh of Mothra versus Godzilla and a, and a decent one of of Godzilla versus Megalon. But that was what that was one of the things is like it's we want people to have that opportunity. And I think that's a nice cool thing is like they they've never a lot of these people have never been able to see these films on the never. big screen and uh and they're great films and they're extra fun when you get to see it in and, and the downtown cow town of the isis theater has a really good sound system you know for sometimes it's a little iffy on those single screen renovated historically significant theaters but yeah they they do a really wonderful job um and yeah and it's a, and it's a, a good good venue I, I actually went there about a month or so ago to watch a they did a screening of a uh, sinbad and the eye of the tiger the last of the sinbad trilogy and patrick wayne who was Sinbad in that John Wayne's second or third oldest son. Yeah, he was there um, and, uh, and, you know, chatted about the film and stuff and Ray Harryhausen and stuff. It was really cool. Um, But it was a really great experience. And so we hope that we can kind of um, do that, but with two movies.
0: That's spectacular because then you're even realizing, whoa, these guys uh, not only got a perfect print, and they captured the movie the way it should be seen. But it also just makes you appreciate the whole tech of it all, too. <laughs> when you have to go back and forth, just conveying, hey, you know, this is recommended for this kind of playback," And mm-hmm. it gives you appreciation of the whole experience altogether, whether you're in radio yeah. or just a casual music setup guy. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's another thing. Um, the the theater the guy that, that bought it and him and his wife and renovated it. Um, cause you know, I mean, it was dormant and just like roof fell off of it and stuff for many years. I think from like 1989 to when they bought it in 2016. And, uh, they, he comes from like, he's like a Ph literally a PhD in like theater. And he has this amazing like sound guy that like, you know, that, that is his life and they understand all of that. And so being able to just sit, let them talk to the Janus people and and go over all the specs and the details and like what what was great because like that's way above my sphere of knowledge right and I just know like I want the best experience for the people that go like you guys do your magic and um (laughs) and that was another really need you here I know right and that was another really good um good thing because we did tour some other venues that I mean honestly I'm pretty sure it was like you know a a high school summer intern just, you know, putting something on a, putting a DVD and a DVD player on a projector, you know? And, uh, and we did not get that vibe from, um, from the ISIS theater. So that was, uh, one of the nice selling points as well,
0: man. And see my mind is blown. Cause I didn't know what to expect. You know, if this was just casual or just the hardcore Godzilla fan, but it's even more than that. It's not yeah. even about, there's going to be anything, but it's all yeah. about the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever thought of being a giant greeter or uh giant like entertainment like supervisor for like live events and other No, you know, I like I said my my background <laughs> is in seem my, like a natural.
1: No, my my, my background is marketing and uh, digital marketing and digital media and stuff. And I've been doing it for a long, long, long time. Um, and uh I uh, I love it, but I I've dabbled in some weird industries and stuff and, and hobbies, but whether it's publishing or um, or the kind the toy stuff. And it's, uh, it's fun. I just, I honestly, I just love being around people and, um, and getting to talk about stuff that makes me really super happy. And I love, and it might not be for everybody, but I, it goes back to that old thing. Like if you could convince one person, like it's well worth it because that one mm-hmm. person can convince 12 people, you know, it it's just exponential. And, um, and I mean, I am here sitting in, in my forties, getting to put on a show, uh, for hundreds of people in, in Fort Worth and you know, the town that I was born and raised in, uh, of Godzilla in an old theater that was built in 1914 right. uh, and showcase some of the coolest designer vinyl toys and art toys of uh that from some of these great toy makers that are local that you know who knew that there were so many great toy and makers bring them out
0: from anywhere, you know? Yeah. I, I get so tired of Dallas and Austin people kind of building up rivalries, not wanting yeah. to work with each other. And it's like, yeah, oh. it's not a contest here. We're all in this together
1: hundred percent hundred percent and and then on top of that you know i get to we're bringing in the great bob eggleton to be uh who his art literally i mean he's won nine hugo awards i mean like the 12 chess leaves yeah and, and closure for those who don't know who he is yeah so bob eggleton he is uh i always like to say like techno he, people <laughs> yeah no yeah he's like um I, I would say like he illustrated a lot of our personal discoveries of godzilla because he has done everything from comic covers to. Um, uh, to uh, young adult novels, to toy art, um, but his Godzilla stuff is like just a small fraction of what he's done overall. His science fiction and fantasy art, dragons to more like aliens posters. Oh yeah, I mean like they are just amazing. And like I said, he's won nine Hugo. Has been nominated for like thirty. Um, yeah. It's just he's and, and quite possibly the nicest human being in the world. Um, and uh, he's he's coming in to do a Q and A. And he's going to be there just shaking hands, kissing babies, doing he has prints and <laughs> autographs and all that good stuff. And we are just like so honored to have him and his God. He has an exclusive print for our show that will be there of of um, Godzilla 1984, which is phenomenal. Um, I, that,
0: I find that to be the most underrated because that is a human story. That is like more diehard than diehard. That's like yeah. an earthquake movie. Oh, a yeah. Survival movie. And then. And, and really good literally human literally acting in that movie. And Godzilla's yeah. trying to kill everybody now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and 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 that's one of the rare things. Like normally, I I usually am um, uh, prefer the Japanese cuts than some of the um, the Americans because they just edit so much of it out. Yeah, and the dub some the dubbing is that add a lot. And and the dubbing you just never know what you're gonna get. You know, because like depending what company did it. But I, when they made, I had all the additions bringing um, Raymond Burr back for the uh, for the 1984 or 85. Um I actually think it was a it was a pretty solid addition. That that, that American English dub is actually pretty good. I mean good. it was going to happen one way or the other. Yeah.
0: I I have actually not seen the American version of the 1954 one just cuz Oh, it's 54. Oh. Cuz I'm the same way where I just I don't like the interference unless yeah. it's ultimately not too noticeable like yeah. if there's rap music in a Hong Kong movie, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, but uh if it but if it's a certain one that actually okay it's the way the movie's meant to be seen. Like you yeah. want to see the Japanese version of Johnny DeMai, yeah. not the cut up American version, which makes it very incoherent as to why people are trying to kill the protagonist or rumble in the Bronx. I'd like to see the uncut version because that explains why the drug dealers are violent and why the cops aren't showing up because they're taking bribes. You know, it's like yeah. people think we want to just see content. Like we want to see substance too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean,
1: I'm, I, just because you add stuff in doesn't always make it better. And and like I said, they, yeah. I my my defense of the fifty four American cut is that if you watch that, it does make eighty five American cut better because obviously the the Raymond Burr yeah. connection. But Benton. if you, uh, yeah, yeah, but if because he's kind of a random character. If you watch the fifty four Japanese and then watch the American <laughs> eighty five, but um, uh yeah, I mean it's they're great films. Uh, I mean it just no matter yeah. how you slice and dice it. Uh, and eighty and I, but but Return of Godzilla slash godzilla 1985 is severely underrated and it's one that i didn't love as much growing up as a kid even though it was one of the first ones i remember seeing it'll happen yeah but i uh but it definitely has grown on me and i've definitely appreciated a lot of the uh the actors and um uh actresses that were in that film and i think they i think it's one of the better human act uh, from a human acting standpoint one of the better ones of the not uh, a
0: divisive one compared to the other ones where you're like oh okay this battle went (laughs) on too long or cool idea yeah kind of whatever ending
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it you know i love all the godzilla films but the 36 37 odd films you know not all of them are created
0: equal <laughs> oh, absolutely dude i will watch every james bond movie again even yeah. the ones that yeah. i am like i really don't want to see this again but i'm going to analyze yeah. it for fun you know or do yeah. it with people who want to laugh or who haven't seen it just because yeah. If you love a franchise as much as you do you might as well I mean 100%
1: uh, and and you know it's funny sometimes when you keep doing that and when you you know least expecting it you'll be like wait a minute do I really like this film? Oh yeah I this think is actually I like my- this yeah
0: you like it yeah. in a different way too it's like this is good uh, in a 2 a.m. way okay this is yes. a sunday bond yeah this is a saturday bond now yeah. this will kill this is a friday yeah, bond yeah. this is a
1: show my friends to show them how cool and smart i am uh godzilla and this is a mystery science theater 3000 godzilla like yep, you have the ever there da, you, da, da, you da, go da. yeah this
0: is the camp you know, the smog monster <laughs> that's the campy you know
1: oh watching. that we could we could talk forever about about uh godzilla versus Hedorah, godzilla versus the smog monster and you know i mean with uh, in the show era it's basically yoshimitsu banu the director was you know was a one and done which is very rare because most of it was uh Shiro Honda or Jun Fukuda did the directing, and um, Bono Ashiro just Kurosawa's
0: so. second in command. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Director. Oh, if oh, yeah, most forget. people don't know that, I would just no. see it randomly. I'm like, yeah. If it feels like peak Japanese cinema, that's because yeah. you're working with some of the best of the best. Oh yeah,
1: I mean Honda was great, and um, and yeah, you're right. I mean Kurosawa loved the original Godzilla, like I mean, and so did so many other people, and they should. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like yes, we can, you know, we can connect uh seven samurai to godzilla like and, and without going to too many hoops you know it's like there's a connection there um but uh it's uh it's great but you just you just never know like the conversations i've had around godzilla versus heteron uh, smog monster is just they're so fun because it is just the most bizarre one of the most bizarre of all the godzilla films I like and, so and it is yeah, it is. I mean, the the weird animations in it, then you have I obviously the second. But... I will
0: watch yeah. the fifth one, especially now because the newer shows have actually uh, been building up the backstory to where it's like, okay, now that yeah. the movie didn't coherently explain it, I can at least enjoy it better because yeah. someone decided to Make it make sense, but the rest of the time, Uh, what
1: was what was Spock's brother's name? Oh my gosh,
0: uh Sabak or someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that better. So now (laughs) it's like, okay, so what? Shatner was incapable of translating. (laughs) I can at least now enjoy the rest of the film, which is kind of just a standalone, yeah, next gen trapped on a planet episode.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it really did. It it feels like a a standard episode. You're right. And
0: other people, you know, the damage is done. They won't give anything a second chance. It's like, okay, well, enjoy or don't.
1: So, hey, some media is like fine wine. It just takes a few
0: sh- viewings to get at it. It really There's just get out there. is my yeah. limit. <laughs> yeah. At the most I do free. But if I okay, really go. got to try, I'll do six. If I just am getting distracted by someone's hammy acting or the pacing yeah. is like, just do it in stages or just yeah. pick a really, really quiet day. where yeah. you have no distractions.
1: I love it. Yeah, no, that's um, that's a great approach. That is a that's a person that really, you know, you can tell you give, give the films a chance
0: instead of, chance. of just i've seen it all it's garbage well, yeah
1: well i mean that's everything i mean that's not just filming like people that go in there just like oh yeah i i hate it now give me a reason i to went like to that it.
0: restaurant once it sucked well yeah, you went to the yeah. worst version of that chain probably yeah
1: and ordered the worst dish you know like at,
0: yeah yes. there you go <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah ordered mean, it's like, the weak sauce of that
1: yeah i mean it's also like the lens that you view it i mean it's like i'm gonna watch godzilla's revenge okay like I can enjoy it and, and what it represents and, you know, and have a discussion if it's even a Godzilla movie. But then, you know, if you watch it next to Citizen Kane, you know, you might be like, yeah, this isn't terrible. It's like, <laughs> yeah, totally different animals, you know. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good way to that's a good way to approach approach anything, really.
0: You got to because I, I just see so many they they want some of them just want to get off on arguing. I hope I hate this movie. I'm like, yeah. that sounds really lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would it's... you want to go to a movie just to hate it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I there's very few there's very few films um that like I can go to there and it, that I can say I couldn't find one part that was like redeeming or I enjoyed one part of it or even if it was so bad, I enjoyed it like there's a few, I mean, like, you know, like, and I'm not even counting, like, the mono's Hands of Fate and the Beast <laughs> yeah. of Yucca Flats and all that. Like, that doesn't oh, there count. you go. You know, but there's a few, there's a few, but, like, I also love bad movies, so I'm also the terrible. I'd be the worst at, like, being a movie, a film reviewer, because everybody oh, like, trust I like me, it, dude. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. I guess <laughs> on I like <laughs>
0: Munson's at the movie where we rank an actor, and it's really hard because we got to be subjective, talk yeah. about some how someone's uh, uh, Career stayed relevant and everything, and there's so many movies where I'll just see them not give a chance on it. Like oh, I prefer this independent over the oversaturated big budget yeah. empty movie. Um, like, but yeah, I, I it is weird too with a B movie. Like yeah. you'll see people who are fine with watching something like Maniac Cop or Evil Dead, and then they'll shit on a Jason what? movie or something. And like oh, really, hundred percent. That that's so it's so funny. Same you say ballpark. That, like... Yeah,
1: we. I've had this conversation on our podcast a lot, actually. Like, at what point does something bad make it charming, and then someone of it makes it? What point does it bad? Just bad, right? And it is, it is subjective. But it's like, I mean, on one side of the my mouth, I'll be like, this, this movie was so dumb, and and like this is the most ridiculous thing ever. I loved it, and this was like, well, this wasn't very realistic. Therefore, I hate this movie. You know, it's like pick one, Jay. You know, pick one. But it is funny that like some
0: disaster movies are the best part yeah yeah you'll see even more inconsistency i'm like oh whoa whoa whoa! you yeah. think this is unrealistic yeah yeah compared to that oh yeah oh
1: yeah i mean and, what's going I on mean, here mon- <laughs> monster movies obviously you know has a of us obviously a lot uh, to do just with the disaster movie. if
0: there's just tone compromised
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if the
0: hack filmmaker yeah. has just decided he doesn't really care and like what is the movie trying to say like yeah because uh, it's stopping for something, and it seems like there's two different movies in here, and then the other movie is intruding upon the pleasant yeah. part of the movie. So I, that's where I give up. Where I'm like, okay, hundred percent,
1: yeah. But and, if and it's
0: it- the rest of, okay, they didn't do a proper intro to the villain, but that was a badass fight scene and great story idea. I was like, I can forgive some schlocky edit nah. or interference. And, you know,
1: when it starts feeling like vignettes that are just slapped together.
0: uh. Oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah we convincing uh, stock footage so yeah, just we did
1: um there was a there was a a lost korean film and i say lost like it just wasn't allowed oh, outside of yongri isn't it no it's a space monster <laughs> wang um so it's oh uh, my it's god one, it just came out uh srs cinema just released it uh, not too long ago and it's uh, a it, srs and, and oh, now they do some interesting stuff but anyway they um <laughs> the wang came out like i want to say a few months before yongri and so technically it's like the 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 oldest surviving kaiju movie from South Korea. Cause they did have <laughs> Bulgasari, which then would turn into Pulgasari by North Korea. And oh that whole thing. Oh my God. But anyway, Wang Magui, it literally like you follow a character for the first quarter of the movie and you don't see him again. And then there's uh, another set of main characters. It feels like like four vignettes were just shoved together. Too much distraction. Like, um, <laughs> I'm like, okay.
0: But yeah, um, that does go back to Elvira's Joe Bob, Mr. Science Theater right. type movies, where it's like, okay, well, uh, I'll take this yeah, goofy elevator music over this movie that's yes, one minute, a kid's movie and then having an exploitation rape scene. And I'm like, okay, not, yeah. not, not mixing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I,
1: well said. No, I, I think I, you and I are on the same it's page. It's gotta be
0: I just more goofy. Yeah. Schlocky if it knows looking what looking private it is. eye going yeah. around after spies and okay. The plot doesn't make sense, but they're cool scenery and yeah. funky music. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You'll, you'll never see me complain about, you know, seeing the uh, the strings on a flying monster or seeing some of the oh, scenes from a suit. Oh, that's the worst when you uh, got to kick
0: the snobs out of the theater. And oh, yeah. Like, Come that, on, that dude. Will, that, you knew it would be a different time. And if it's Blu-ray, you're going to see everything. you're going you to see everything.
1: Here. Oh, man, yes. Puppets
0: um. <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. You're going to see <laughs> stuff falling down before it's actually supposed to fall down and the actor reacts.
1: You know, yeah, that stuff never bothers me, especially... uh that's the know. fun. Yeah. I mean, especially the films in the '60s and '70s, right? Like in the budgets, oh, like yeah. you try to you try to create like 50 kaiju in an Ultraman season for the couple of yen that they had to work with there. You know, I'll like, do
0: Time of the Apes. I'll do yeah, yeah, oh, Time of, of the Apes great. Like, oh. Okay, it's incoherent, but it's kind of, you. This would be no different than an anime or a goofy kids cartoon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, so we're on the same. We're on the same level there, man. I'm 100 behind. And talking
0: it. to these filmmakers who have been cult filmmakers, they were on the B, C squad, and mm-hmm. some of them are the D listers who have become reevaluated or changed up their career or didn't have a chance in hell because the producers were bigoted or fired them. So it's like, it. I want to be that guy who made that goofy, yeah, slasher or spy movie in an era, other era, and that yeah. played. I don't know. At five theaters in utah new york that would be a hysterical <laughs> yeah. feat to have on your resume and Heck then yeah. get asked to do a commentary saying hey glad someone saw it what do you think
1: <laughs> No, right it is funny it's i mean god I love him, the
0: director of ballistic experts is sever i've interviewed other cult film yeah. filmmakers who are otherwise nice guys and they can laugh at themselves because they know how crazy this business is yeah. and they weren't they never set out to be the next michael bay or spielberg yeah. or scorsese or nolan like they just wanted to do a kick ass job
1: yeah and and have fun and uh and hopefully people that view it and watch it and talk about it are having the same amount of fun you know that's the main thing and be entertained yeah for sure so uh
0: who is your number one cage it can be Yamura it can be Mothra who is the one that you would fear if you saw in real life
1: oh in real life
0: oh man or just in general you're just like that character is badass
1: oh I typically don't like Godzilla anybody I I typically don't like the badass ones I mean I'll I'll throw Godzilla out he doesn't count um (laughs) yeah he's
0: just he's a moderator yeah yeah Side wrestler he's pretty (laughs) savage (laughs)
1: um so uh actually funny you mentioned space godzilla he is actually one of my favorite designs terrible movie uh in the context of the heisei (laughs) series uh but uh oh no but i uh i do love the space godzilla design my favorite um i love and i don't know why but i always kind of love the more kind of like earthbound grounded in reality grounded in dinosaurian stuff more like
0: suspenseful okay yeah, the, the island versus the aliens are coming in exactly battle so, and interference
1: so like Angerus and titanosaurus and gorosaurus and th- that was more kind of my my favorites now don't get me wrong i love gigan i mean and he's a space yeah, monster him, Gadora, and i love like, Ghidorah, space godzilla fun. i mean hetero yeah. technically is from space so i um i love those my favorite though if you ask besides godzilla my favorite, like. I just absolutely love him more than anything. Is it goes outside of the Godzilla franchise to um Gilala, the ex from outer space, oh. who also did Monster X Strikes Back. Um, I don't know fun, why fun, that fun. He's so goofy and dumb. So I love fun. him. I love that guy so Wasn't much. Wasn't it made I mean,
0: by the same guys who did Space Frankenstein?
1: The second one might have been the the first one was done by um <laughs> by uh was it Shochiki. Uh that was their first and only kaiju film that they did um I, the second one i, I might have been uh because you know the first one came out in the 60s and the second one came out in like 2000 and, right you no know? um but it was great uh yeah monster x uh, the, the return of uh what is it monster x strikes back at the g8 summit was the official title but it was it that's a a bad but you can laugh at it um <laughs> right type thing i mean the main good monster gets a rock it up you had his dessert ass. it's now so fun. yeah right yeah late
0: night munchies I
1: um but yeah <laughs> I, I i love those but the scariest to me i think like i think maybe the most well done kaiju is is Lante. um okay. i think she is she is the backstory is great she's terrifying and, and like beautifully made like i think design wise very well design yeah holy buckets and uh and how many puppeteers and stuff they had to, in that thing to move it i mean She's very impressive. Oh, um,
0: I can imagine. That's a good point. I never thought of the puppetry. Yeah, uh, with
1: like with the the tentacles. Oh, and stuff, yeah, or the. Vines. I can only
0: imagine, dude.
1: Yeah, um, hey, I, I love them all, man. I really do. Like Gegean, Gegean is probably when you combine favorite, like on film, combined with suit design, combined with I, I think in real life that thing would be terrifying. I would deal with Gegean, the the Showa era one, because he's also kind of dumb and stupid, but like I'd also love scary. As to redo
0: a- Mega Death. Or Me- uh, Megalon, not the oh Megalon, yeah, uh, Me- yeah. Give him a Maybe movie Megadeth can do instead his of interest. this distracting doctor <laughs> trying to kill his employees. Extreme kids,
1: I love. Yeah, I love Megalon is great. Uh, I mean, basically anything in the seventies. I like I mean, Godzilla guy. Even the ones great Megal-
0: for the video games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you have obviously the the uh, Bagan was you know like the most like talked about monster that has yet to appear in any film because of all the, of the stuff with the games and. um and uh, yeah, there's so many there's so much other Godzilla media outside of just the films. And now with like singular point, the anime and stuff, there's some really cool monsters in there, too. Um, there's so many. Um, but yeah, I would say those are in my in my top. But Gilala is like my like guilty pleasure. I love me some Gilala.
0: <laughs> and pronouncing it also seems to vary based on the dubbing it's, and everything. And so, oh, yeah. I mean, because technically like if you, it's almost if you, a Baba Booey moment where you're like, what? yeah. That's not how you pronounce it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, <laughs> technically, like when written out, it's like "gi ra But um, yeah, if you use like the same like kanji that uh, let's for, bring like, the sea uh, monster back. Oh, Ebora. Well, Ebora did make a have a. He did have a cameo in uh. Godzilla Final Wars in 2004 The slightly oh, that's different design. Right. Yeah, he got and he was like the only monster that got killed by like the mutant, like human love size guys. I'm like, I just get distracted
0: uh, by Zilla getting his ass uh, And, like, yes, that's and that's the, the guy, other yeah. aliens and oh. martial artists who are somehow oh this the Matrix
1: it, meets yeah I, oh absolutely was, it feels
0: like a Power Ranger's
1: episode. That was a lot. It was it really was. It was like Matrix plus Super Sentai plus like destroy all monsters with Don right. Fry in it. It's like what Stuck the hell is Rim. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then and also, like, if we talk monsters, like, if you go down like the ultra man, uh, and oh path and like God. all that stuff, then you get some real wacky ones. Uh, because obviously, and budget, <laughs>
0: uh, oh
1: my gosh, there's some such good stuff though. But yeah, that's probably my favorite ones.
0: Very cool, very, very badass, man, dude. <laughs> so, if this is going to be an annual event, uh, I take it yeah. you're gonna aim to do this every summer, I guess.
1: Well, the we're the goal is to try to kind of mirror the same approach that a lot of the cool Japanese toy festivals that do a lot of the Godzilla toys and stuff do and that's a summer and a winter. I uh, so do it twice a year. Um so that's the goal. So we are typically looking at something maybe in February uh for the next round and the we just the reason we haven't committed to the date yet is we want to see how this one goes and if one element really stands out. So do does one event looked like this and then the winter or the summer event looks like this. We don't right. know yet. Um, but it, everyone would be thematically very different. It would be, you know, maybe it's two Heisei movies and a guest related to those. Maybe it's uh, a, a Gamera movie and a Godzilla movie and a toy designer is the artist and different vendors. So we're going to play with that. So it's not the same old, same old, like you'll get a different experience uh, every right. time you go, but um, that's the plan. Uh, but you know, I'm going to reserve the right to totally change that the day after this (laughs) event happens. Uh, and I think we'll learn a lot from this event, like what we did wrong, what we did right, uh, in which areas to really elevate and which ones that like, Hey, you know, we thought it was important, but the community has spoken and they don't care about that. So we'll see. Um, but that's the plan on paper, uh, as it is, you know, today. Sweet.
0: Yeah. Hey man, wish nothing but the best. Thank you. Really do hope it's a fun turnout and all together just you do you
1: <laughs> well thank you yeah and you do you man uh this has been I'll awesome try. i really i really do appreciate it um you know help getting the word out absolutely and, man and we uh you know if anybody wants to just head over to kaijugo.com
0: and, and regardless can, of when this airs you know just, yeah. like, just reminding everyone like i love it when podcasts reshare convention chats because yeah. uh, so many people you know regardless of the timely manner is like you got to just remind people we exist, you know, yeah. instead of just do the once in a blue moon. you
1: know. Yeah. You know, and, and that the point is like on that is it's so perfect, because even if they learn about it three months after it happens and they don't go to the next one, they might tell somebody about it and they might go to the next one. That's just all never know, her, you know, and it's a
0: guest spot on someone else's yeah. show. Yeah. And we really
1: and we really just want, like I said, we think that the Dallas Fort Worth area, we have a lot of cool people and we have a lot of cool fans. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of great indie creators and artists uh, and toy designers and people that love this stuff. And I just feel, you know, we're criminally underrated and overlooked by the yes. the masses when it comes to pop culture. And I, th- and with the exception of some genre, like anime, I know we're a hub now with, you know, with Funimation, everybody here. It's but
0: always like, been pretty big here, whether yeah. Sam's club was selling it in the nineties or yeah. just seeing particular cons, but yeah, uh, yeah. I-, I lost track of how many after school, programs i saw hosting anime themed
1: Yes, yeah. yeah but so right now like if they can do it then why can't we in the, Kai- the world yeah. of kaiju and godzilla and monsters and and toy design, uh, designer toys yeah so that's the goal so come out dallas fort worth we love you don't make me look like an idiot
0: <laughs> right show some love guys support your <laughs> local vendors wherever you are just know that it takes a village but it also takes love yeah for sure we'll return after these messages
1: and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.